And now, The Fine Print with attorney Jen Rout. And welcome to the Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. I am Attorney Jen Rout, and with me, as always, is my groovy sidekick Ben Needenthal. Sweet, far out, man. <laughs> right, right, awesome. Does that give you any hint about what we're going to talk about today? Uh, I totally spaced on it, man. <laughs> no, today uh, we are going to talk about medical marijuanas, which apparently just became legal in the state of Ohio. I myself. I'm a Bible person and have mm. never even thought about <laughs> such horrible things. The, the marijuana is the ones you inject into your, your eyeballs, right? Uh-huh. Is that how that works? Uh-huh. I think you're maybe overcompensating. Yeah, probably a bit. So. so, yep, today we are talking about House Bill 523, which was signed into law just a short time ago, and will go into effect about 90 days from now. Okay, so, and you're talking about this is in Ohio. Yes, this is Ohio. So this is different from... The marijuana bills that have passed in Colorado, California, and other states. But specifically, um, seems like the trend's going to be first medical marijuana, yep. and then the states can add in other layers right. um, and grow from there. Cause that's sort of the groundwork for it, and, and, and then it sort of expands from there. And if you look at the models from, from Colorado especially, it's, that's sort of how it got started there as well. That's the, if you will, the grassroots oh, of the entire thing. Grassroots. Yes, that was a terrible, terrible joke. I've got a Absolutely whole bunch of those terrible. today, folks. So, okay, so uh, so let's, let's kind of dive into this here a little bit. It's a uh, House Bill... 551, is that right? Or 523, or five, to be exact. Wow, I was just literally so far off on that. All right, so House Bill 523. Yes, and sir. So let's, let's kind of dive into what that actually is. Okay, so this bill comes into effect in 90 days. Um, well, it was 90 days from June 15th, to okay. be exact. Um, and what it states is it lists a set of medical conditions that will allow for physicians to prescribe medical marijuana. Now, medical marijuana, for purposes of Ohio's law, has to be an edible or vaporized form, and it can be for a whole list of conditions, primarily HIV and AIDS, Alzheimer's, ALS, cancer, CTE, Crohn's disease, epilepsy, or other seizure seizure disorders, fibromyalgia, glaucoma, hepatitis C, um, and any sort of inflammatory bowel disease, which sounds awful. Um, (laughs) Honestly, any of those things, if you have them, you probably deserve to smoke a pot. Multiple sclerosis, chronic pain, um, and I find that one really interesting. Um, That's kind of like, that's sort of the the wide open thing, I think, for most people to get their hands on. If you've got something that you know, has been causing you pain for years, you know, let's say you, I don't know, injured your shoulder or something like that. Mm -hmm. This is basically, that's the opening. So. Right. But I, if we think back to our fun and exciting uh, episode on heroin. Oh boy. uh, Your favorite. Let's, let's, let's play some clips from that episode, folks. (laughs) No. No, let's not do that. So how a lot of 
heroin addicts start is they get prescribed opioids as mm. pain medicine. And then they get addicted. Right. And then it turns into heroin. Well, while I am not an expert on marijuana use, you don't generally hear about someone overdosing on marijuana. No, no generally no. Generally no. Yeah. I, I can say I've never heard of anyone overdosing yeah. to death. On. Not to death, no. I mean, you can get. I, I as I've heard stories. Uh, of people oh, who you've get heard so, stories. No, <laughs> I can genuinely say I've never had that experience. Good. Um, no, but uh, you, you hear folks that you know get way too high, and then they call the ambulance and say that they need help because they they ate too many pot brownies. I think that actually happened to some police officers, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you know, but. No, nobody's actually died. Now, at, at the same time, you know, there have been implications of people, you know, getting high behind the wheel and causing sure. accidents. That's, and that's a different... Different thing altogether. Right. We're not getting into that because, honestly, if you're getting high and getting behind the wheel of a car, you're a dangerous person and Shouldn't. You, you should be arrested. So. Right. So other thing, or other diseases on this list would include Parkinson's, PTSD, sickle cell anemia, spinal cord um, diseases and injuries, Tourette syndrome, traumatic brain injuries, or ulcerative colitis. So it's a fairly substantial list. Right. But if we think about it, that's going to have some major impacts on employers and employees. Mm. Um, it also could affect the enforcement of whether you are driving while under the influence of anything that could impair your driving. Right. Because it doesn't just have to be alcohol. It right. could be... Sure. Yeah. Prescription drugs, marijuana, or any number of other things. Or your cell phone. Quit texting and driving, idiots. That too. Yeah. <laughs> I take that one very personally. Yes. But yeah. All um, right. Yeah. So the question is then, how does this really affect, let's just say you have a prescription for marijuana. Mm-hmm. What about your job? Right. Or from an employer standpoint, do you then have to make an accommodation? Right. Um, and the bill's very interesting on this, and it, it specifically states that no. So employers who have a drug-free workplace or a zero-tolerance policy, those all remain alive and well. Hmm. They are not going to be forced, they being employers, won't be enforced to change those. Right. So that's good for safety because yeah. m- most of those employers, right. you, you probably don't want someone... Uh, <coughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, for instance, if you're going for the police academy or something like that, that would, you know, maybe maybe not so much. You right. Know? Operating heavy machinery mm-hmm. where you yeah. can still be under some influences. Yeah, I think that's smart. Yeah, that's, right. Yeah, you know, professional hitman, you know. You don't Absolutely. Wanna, I, I don't know. That probably doesn't apply to too many of our listeners. I, I would guess not. <laughs> maybe, I hope maybe not. the ones in the, the Netherlands. Hey, don't, don't pick on our Netherlands friends. Uh, we haven't even heard from them. I I put out the call last week. Nothing happened. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, okay. So that's interesting. So it, you know, if you are prescribed medical marijuana by uh, your physician, and it's something that you need for whatever ailment you have, you know, yep. and and you have a job that has a zero tolerance policy, you're kind of out of luck. Yeah, the employer can still enforce it. Likewise, it is not going to be classified under the Americans with Disabilities Act for purposes of ADA and require employers to make a reasonable accommodation. Huh. Um, So that's the other thing. Um, 
right <laughs> so now. The, so for the time uh, being, there will not be any smoke rooms set up in right. your company. But, yes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for most, for basically, ADA applies um, primarily to larger employers where there's the Family Medical Leave Act and right. everything else. Um, so if you would have one of these ailments um or diseases where it's a big deal like for instance als where you're losing strength your mind's still there but you can't grab onto anything anymore Mm -hmm. certain employers may be able to make a reasonable accommodation so you can do something else right um so that's what a reasonable accommodation is but you can't always do that depending on what you're field of work is right well this bill specifically uh does not require an employer to make an accommodation for you Hmm. if you are on medical marijuana even if you don't smoke it before during or anything that could affect your work they still do not have to make an accommodation to allow you to do that Hmm. now is that a comparable law to say like in colorado yes okay um So most states in general, and I have not studied Colorado's law super closely, but that is the general consensus in all these states that are legalizing marijuana in some way, shape, or form. Um, Keep in mind, it's still federally a drug that you are not allowed to sell. Right. States are kind of trumping that. Right. But then what do you do with the money? Because there's... Federally, there's interstate commerce rules Mm. and banking rules, and all of a sudden you're profiting from the sale of marijuana. Right. It becomes a question. Yeah. But the one thing that has been very standardized across all of the states for the most part is no one is forcing employers to make accommodations or get rid of their drug-free, zero-tolerance policies. Right. So, so and, 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 you know, it's, it's not like every single company out there has that. And it's, you know, if that, if you happen to be in the, the swath of people that falls into the category of needs medical marijuana, company won't let you, I'm sure there's some place out there that hopefully does. You right. Know, you can always look. I yeah. Guess. But. So if you're going through this, these are just things that you need to take into consideration. Yeah. And maybe have a conversation with your employer. Right. Maybe you work out an agreement. Maybe, you know, yeah. any number of things could happen. <laughs> work out an agreement. agreement. Wink. Right. Wink. <clears throat> right. Right. The next thing is that it's still legal for employers to fire you for possession of marijuana. Hmm. Even if you legally have it, it's in the edible or vaporized yeah. form. Um, they don't have a drug-free policy. But they just find that you are in possession or distributing medical marijuana, they can fire you for cause. Hmm. Um, it does not authorize, so this new law specifically states that it does not authorize employees to sue their employer um, for adverse employment actions related to medical marijuana. No. Okay. Well, I mean, that all seems very much like groundwork for sort of just setting up like how this, you know, is sort of a kind of a 
almost like a template for like what they did for Colorado, where it's right. set up sort of the groundwork, the legal groundwork of what you can and can't sue people for. You can't force employers to, you know, say that, you know, folks are smoking marijuana or, you know, okay to be there, that kind of thing. There's, there's just things that you can't force companies or people to do. Or, right. Yeah. And even though this is now legal in our state, you got to then go back to the federal law, which goes with the Americans with Disabilities Act, which is a federal law, which specifically does not protect individuals currently using illegal drugs. Right. And even it's federally illegal, even though a state says we're carving out this exception. Right. So you're not protected. It's not a protected class. Right. So that's a big deal. Um, so again, talk to your employer right. before yeah. going on medical marijuana. Yes. Yeah. Especially if, you know, you're in one of those positions where you really need your income. Yes. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And, and you think about it like this. Most likely your insurance is probably paid for by your employer. Right. Yeah. And your employer is not going to want to buy a pot. That's just generally not something that employers are down with. Potentially, but the one one of the few, sorry, there's my opinion leaking out, <laughs> good things that came of Obamacare mm. is there can't be denials of right. insurance coverage based on certain conditions. Right, right. Including whether or not there is a certain treatment associated with it. Sure. So... Bright side, there's some insurance things there, but you know, most employers probably don't want to get a stigma attached to them as someone who employs potheads. Right. Even though we know that it's being used for medical purposes, sure. physicians are only going to prescribe sure. it if necessary, but you know, yeah, that's some important things. The other big thing is if you should be terminated or laid off. Mm-hmm. You may not be entitled for unemployment compensation mm. because marijuana can be a reason to be just caught to have just cause to terminate you. Gotcha. So, and I hope this doesn't happen because mm. that would be really crappy of an employer. Sure. But you know, somebody's like, "Sorry, Jack, we don't have any work for you," or whatever. They cut your hours back. Yeah. Whatever they do. Right. And now you're unemployed and you're looking for work and you apply for unemployment. Yeah. But it just so happens while you're cleaning out your locker, they find out that you have a prescription for medical marijuana or they find your medical marijuana <coughs> as they box up your office for you. And so when you apply for unemployment, the next thing you know, they're saying, nope. Because yeah. you were terminated for just cause. Right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> little piece of advice there is let's make sure to always keep good documentation. If you're terminated, yep. we want a letter that says yep. why. And listen to that episode, folks, if you uh, if you have any questions about that. Yeah, that's important, too. Yeah. yeah but we, we covered some good information there. I remember very little of it, but I remember it was good information. <laughs> Ben's memory. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. By the way, I am coughing, folks, because uh, my kid got me sick over the weekend, not coughing out of irony. That is uh, legitimate sickness. That's what that is. Sure it is. I promise it is. It really, really, (laughs) really is. I promise. Seriously. Seriously. Right. Seriously. (laughs) 
Anyways, the last thing to be concerned about is really workers' compensation. Before we dive into that, I also want to mention real quick that, that uh, the two delivery methods, I think that's kind of an interesting yeah. way that they're, they're doing that, too, is that they don't want people smoking it. They don't want it being burned. They want it in either edible form or vaporized. Vapor. Yep. Um, and I, I think that's kind of an interesting and fairly forward, you know, progressive approach to it as well because you know it's the smoking of it is not great for you it's still you're inhaling smoke into your lungs and that's bad and i think that that's true yeah it's also not going to allow so we've had several other attempts to get marijuana legalized in ohio and there was another big one coming this fall which Mm -hmm. is why uh the ohio legislature moved so quickly on house bill 523 uh frankly to head off the other one right um because the other proposals would have allowed people with a medical marijuana prescription to grow a plant at home mm. and to smoke it and do a number of things. Well, right. then it's not so as easily regulated. Right. And who knows who's getting their hands on that plant. And then Uncle Sam can't tax the bejesus out of it either that and that's too. not fun where for them the, i mean where's you know. the tax money yeah i mean and and uh, and but you know what i joke but that's actually a really good reason to not grow marijuana at home is because you, i don't like paying taxes myself i don't know about you but uh, no we, i'm not a fan um i understand that that it's a necessary evil but you know in colorado they had a situation where they actually had to give money back to the citizens because they had collected enough money from the sale of marijuana right. in their state. So it, it's it's an interesting situation to be in. And it, yeah, Inter- want... Interesting dichotomy yeah. you have. Yeah, let the government have their cut. It's cool. You know? Right. And it also can then, you know, you're making sure that from a safety perspective, if you're using it as medicine, so it's a drug, Yeah. it can be regulated. You can make sure the quality is high enough and that it's not laced with anything else right so that's all good plus you know uh, some of these illnesses that they are prescribing medical marijuana for um, include a lot of epilepsy and seizure illnesses Um, and frankly that's very prevalent in children yeah and a lot of children grow out of it eventually or they find the balance and you know are very competent and successful adults but they still have the need for that kind of treatment. Sure. Um, well, you don't necessarily want a kid smoking a <laughs> smoking a joint to get their medicine. That that would be a weird world to live in. Yes. Yeah, walking down the street and there's a kid just smoking. puffing a J, man. Puffing a J. Yeah, All right. That's to use the parlance of our times, as oh. it were. Oh. Yes. So, well, that's int- Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I mean, I've watched several videos online about, you know, kids that have, you know, seizure disorders or something mm-hmm. like that. And, and just, you know, the smallest amount of THC can actually completely reverse it or, or, or stop it altogether. And it's right. It you know, there's not a lot of medical knowledge in the area because it's been illegal for so long. Right. And that's going to be, I think this is, this is the start of where you're going to see a lot of that research start coming to the forefront of what, you know, if any medical, you know, things marijuana can offer. Right. So, so that's all working towards the future. And again, um, 
you're reducing the amount of opioids prescribed. Yeah. Or at least in theory. Yeah. That that's a benefit. Yeah. Um, so the last thing as an employee or, or an employer you should be aware of would be the workers' compensation claim um, and defenses. So mm. you are injured at work and you make a... Oh, shit, I am? Yep, that's oh, what no. happens. <laughs> oh, wait. You're going to have to file a claim but against yourself. I have a desk job. Oh, how would I do this? Yeah. Mm, you yeah maybe you hand. fell off your chair there. <laughs> it might be. I've done it before. So. Right. So, okay. So you're injured at work and... And you go to the hospital mm-hmm. and they naturally always do a drug test. Oh, yeah. And they find that you had marijuana in your system. Thing is, marijuana processes out at various levels for various people at different times. Right. But they've determined that you had marijuana in your system. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, even if your employer is not a drug-free zone, hmm. even if there is no code of conduct, even if there is has never been a mention of marijuana, right? you can now have your workers' comp claim denied hmm. because your employer can raise the defense that you were under the influence of marijuana and therefore it's your fault you were injured they have no responsibility. BWC don't play them, pay them hmm. or pay for their injury. <laughs> I uh. thought you were going to say BWC don't play that. <laughs> but No. Yeah, which I, I was kind of disappointed you bailed on that particular <laughs> phrase. I, I um, am so sorry. Yeah, no, no. Okay, no, okay. So that's, that's also very, very good to know. So, I mean, you know, if you get injured on the job and you happen to be on the medical marijuanas and... The, your your employer can say no dice. We're not paying for it. Right. So that that's your big things to have concerns with as this comes into effect about ninety days from now. And for listeners in other states, things to consider when your state eventually yeah legalizes this. Because realistically, for Ohio, anyways, it's probably going to take two years to see the full integration yeah. of this. Yeah. And um. There is a lot of talk on the federal level where the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency or Administration, U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration. Yeah, DEA, right? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Agency, administration, whatever. Yeah. The DEA is looking at um, changing the classification under its classification system for marijuana to Mm. reschedule it. Um, so it is not under that regulation. Okay. So that's out there right now. Right. But who that's knows? That's on the federal level. That's but... the federal level. Right. Which, if that happens at the federal level, then the implications under the um, Americans with Disability Act and the Family Medical Leave Act will all need to be reevaluated. Like, we're telling you what's happening right now. Right. But that's the crazy thing about law is, you yeah. know, the second some major change happens. Yeah. I mean, who knows what President Trump's going to do? Oh. He'll advance the medical marijuana movement, right? Right. Right? So all of these things could basically change very quickly. Yeah. With any reclassification done by the DEA and yeah. everything at the federal level. Yeah. Interesting. 
Yeah. So and you see these trends happening. Yeah. The federal government responds to states. Right. Just as much as states respond to federal government. Right. So if the DEA is watching this trend as more and more states are legalizing yeah. marijuana for one purpose or another, at some point they have to say, wait a minute. Yeah. What can we do on the federal level to be in line right. with what the yeah. states are doing? That's how America works, kids. Right. Except yep. that's not done by that part's not being done by Congress. Right. In Washington. That's, Congress is how America doesn't work, kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Our system. Yeah. Ugh. Anywho. Right. Well, that's that's interesting. That's an interesting topic. It's, it's the kind of thing that, you know, when you see in, in Colorado and what's the other one? Washington? Is there? Washington and California. Washington, California. That it's, you know, it's kind of like, well, how, how what is the transition period to go from you know, completely illegal in every shape or form to like Colorado where it's basically legalized, you know? Right. And it's, I mean, what is the transition period like for that? And this is essentially what it is. It starts like oh, this yeah. and, you know, so. You go to Colorado, there are head shops everywhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, I, t- I had a, a friend who was, who was like going to school out there and said it's a booming industry, you know? So oh, yeah. it's, it's crazy. It's a weird world we live in these days. That so. it is. Yeah. So, anyway, so that's a fun little topic for the yeah. day. Yeah. Um, before we get on to your joke of the day, let's uh, handle some housekeeping, as always. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook. That's our primary landing page where you can comment, get news, or even suggest topics for future episodes. If you are already following us, thank you. We love you. You can also follow Boxland Media on Facebook as well. We do lots of things up to and including putting out the fine print with Attorney Jen route every week. And if you're a Twitter user, I am at the Almighty Ben on Twitter. I'm uh, trying to get better at that lately, and, and you're not on Twitter, so that doesn't really matter. Uh, however, I do have a couple things that I do want to mention. Um, number one, um, I've got some things coming down the pipeline from Boxland Media that I wanted to mention. Uh, one, which will kind of directly affect this show to a degree, hopefully not too much on our listeners' side of things. Uh, Boxland Media is actually moving to a, a newer facility. It's a bigger place. So it's a it's an expansion for us, which we're very, very excited about. Ooh, um, fancy. And there's going to be a slight transition period which i think i've planned for enough to cover uh, but there is a possibility that we may have a lapse of a week or so with the fine print and if that's the case i apologize in advance i'm going to say that's unacceptable but however when it's all said and done the uh the new audio room we're going to have at uh, the new box lane media studios is going to be uh world class capable of doing radio quality production so our sound is going to get a hell of a lot better so that'll be really nice, and plus we'll be at, we'll have a nice big room for everybody to gather around a table and have discussions about legal things and illegal things and how to get away with the Ill- illegal things. Play in the gray area. Yes. So yes. So that's uh, that's kind of the first one. The second one that I wanted to mention is I'm going to have another podcast coming soon uh, called Eating the Elephant. Um, which uh, is about uh, startups and about uh, entrepreneurs and being an entrepreneur and starting your own business, which is something that I've uh, been in the sink or swim side of things lately. So, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. not, well, I shouldn't say lately. Lately, it's just for the since we started Boxland Media. So that's that's coming down the pipeline. And I actually just today posted a thing, and I haven't done it 
publicly yet, but uh, I just put out a trailer for my first documentary film that I've started working on, which is called Slot Machines. It's about uh, slot car racing, uh, which I'm quite excited about. So I want to so, mention those so things. So not gambling. No, not gambling. This is about uh, slot car racing. Um, I know it's 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 disappointing that that's the case, but it's actually it was one of those things where I went in to meet this group of guys who does the slot car racing, and it turned out to be this fascinating little microcosm of humanity that that are way into this one thing, and that's what kind of com- you know connects everybody. It's very cool. Psst. So. What's slot car racing? Slot car racing <laughs> for young people like my partner here who doesn't know is uh, back in the day before video games came along, uh, they had these tracks that, that you put little cars on that were about the size of a, a matchbox car and you had a little controller with a trigger that lets you control the speed and it went around this thing on this track and if you went too fast, it flew off the track and you had to be really good with like your reactions and when to accelerate and everything like that to get good and fast at the whole thing and there are these guys that kept with this hobby um for like 40 plus years and have developed this into like this really cool competitive sport with these amazing tracks and everything it's 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 fascinating it really is very cool fascinating can't wait to watch yes so i've been working on that so uh anyway that's those are my my big announcements so yeah well hey Good job. Can't wait. Thanks. If you're new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back. And if you like the show, we would really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes out of your very, very busy day. Head over to iTunes, rate, and review us. Sure would. It helps us with our visibility on the largest podcast repository. Sure does. And finally, (laughs) we would like to thank you, all of our listeners. It is because of you that our podcast exists. If you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button. And remember, sharing is caring jen oh jen yes dear would you like to hear this week's lawyer joke of the week i suppose it's normally rather insulting we'll see (laughs) (laughs) what do you call the stoner's attorney i don't know mississippi Oh, that's dumb. That's really <laughs> dumb. I got a good chuckle out of that. Oh, anyway, hey. uh, anyway, uh, any, I'm Ben Needenthal. And I'm Attorney Jen Rout, reminding you, as always, ignorance of the law excuses no man from following it. All right, folks, we'll see you next time. This program is meant to be informative in nature and does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way. Views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker. Each situation is different. Always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs. This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously, could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life? Boxland Media. Think big.